This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. And we're here, we've broken the 200 mark, so now all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. When, now when, we're fair. Who knows what's going to happen? Hey, when were we watching our movie? Did we decide yet when we watching Oh, no. we got to no. set a weekend for that. No, yeah. we did not. Or maybe we did. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's something for a Friday night. Yeah, we need oh, to do yeah. it soon or we'll just forget to do it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, well, that'll be a conversation Friday for night sounds air. good. I like Friday night. Yeah, Friday nights are, are uh, yeah, Friday night seems like it would be. A good time. I don't know if this Friday is going to work for me personally, but you know. We'll and then the it. people who watch our videos will see our the video that we make make on Saturday morning, and they'll notice if they look closely that we're hungover. Right. Yeah. Look at those guys. Uh, these guys. Sometimes I always look hungover. Sometimes, Sometimes I always. I, look. Always look. <laughs> I was watching the videos the other day, and I was all, "Boy, I look a little <laughs> You're like I look a little worse for wear." Is hungover. it just the lighting? Maybe it's just. Yeah, the it's just yeah. It's just, I'm just getting going, man. Take a while to get going. Yeah, in the I'm morning. Old. It's old. yeah, right. It's in the morning. Sometimes that happens. So uh, for this episode, we have a interesting topic, but I think one that is um, important for Aikido moving forward. If we really want to uh, talk about the art as being, um, I'm gonna put it in quotes, functional or being something more than what it, yeah, what Man, it I is. I think now. that that is a podcast in and of itself. I don't know. Maybe we'll touch on it in this episode, but I think that's an important thing to to realize is that like we don't necessarily have to get something else out of what we're doing. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense. No, we've talked about. I, I don't yeah. know. I get what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if our listeners do. No, and I, I think, I don't know. Have we have we done that? As a, I don't know if we have done that as a, I mean, we talk around everything all the time. Yeah. I feel like, so if it's something like we probably hit on it or touched on it at some point, because we talk about everything uh, and everything's always interrelated. But um, yeah, I think there's something important to, to that thing of like, yeah, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be this, this thing that you're getting something else out of always something else. out. Right, of. right, right. It's yeah. weird because I think, you know, if you said that to people, they would say, well, like, of course you're doing it. To, like, I don't know. I think this is the like Western idea, which is like, you know, um, of course you're doing it to get something else. Cause you have to. Right. Like, well, why would you do that if you didn't get <sighs> right. something out of it i think that's the thing uh and maybe i think we did mention this on the show at one point of like uh like like the hobby uh and uh as uh americans at least like we can't you can't have a hobby yeah you know um and it's the reason that like uh if you do if you're a golfer you gotta have all the equipment you gotta you gotta try to be as great as you can be Mm -hmm. uh you're never gonna compete but like you're going to do them pro-ams or whatever Maybe because, not. like, you have to, you know. And it's the reason all the old dudes, I'm a musician, uh, th- th- you you have the best equipment. You're never going to be using, you know, I know guys who have stuff that, like, never going to see the light of day and never would even, like, way over what they're ever going to use it for, amps and stuff. But they have it because you have to have it because if you don't have it, you're not then, for real. Right. Like what you, you It's know. funny, I'd never thought about gear obsession being oh, like a man, cover yeah, 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 yeah. for that. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm very aware of gear obsession, yeah. but like it's a cover for not being like, you know, cuz well, hell, if you're just a musician and, and you just play for fun, well then what the fuck are you doing? Are you a kid, you know? Right, and right, it's right. like, well, but see, I have all this gear. It's like, "Oh, you must be professional. Then you must be gigging somewhere or something, oh, you know, right, whether right. you are or not." Like, yeah. I always felt weird uh so I I used to bowl a lot and I had uh one one i had two i eventually had two bowling balls and a pair of shoes and uh at one point i lost my shoes and so i had bowling to like actually, got stolen uh like you know borrow shoes and stuff uh but um and that was a weird thing because you know any even the guys who were just like a lot of the guys in the competitive leagues let's say they all had four or five different bowling balls you know they all had and they would get new bowling balls all the time when new stuff came out and they would follow the you know whatever and they would have the new shoes and the like you know and at some point like the guys and you know this is slightly above 
it's still amateur level, but you know, there would be guys compression tape, <laughs> you know, doing the whole <laughs> yeah. Man. And meanwhile, and I think I made you know, and I and I bowled in, in college as well, and I think it kind of pissed people off a little bit because it was like, um. I didn't, I didn't care. And so I would just show up and I'd be like house shoes or whatever. Um, and I think sometimes it rubbed people the wrong way because they're like, why are you not serious about it? And I'm like, well, I'm serious about it, but I'm also realistic enough to know, like, I'm not, um, this ain't the PBA, man. I don't need to have, you know, all of the stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. only a certain level that you're going to, you're going to get to. Hey, are you an NCAA division one bowler? No, 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 no. Oh, we never, okay. we weren't part, we were uh, essentially a club team, which is like, there. and there, you know, there's a bunch. Is of, there an NCAA division uh, uh, I Well, so I don't think bowling ever, ever got into never made the, it. In, Hard to believe. into the NC2A, but they were thinking about it. Because huh, when you do that, then you can, you know, offer scholarships and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's all, they were all just club teams. But that would be rad if it was. It's because they're letting yahoos like you just barely own a pair of shoes and one ball or some shit. That's right. I feel like our uh, listeners are probably like, wow, Josh is such a renaissance man. Renaissance man. Real renaissance man. Yeah. Whatever. Musician. Writer. um, So this is all sort of way off topic and not at all off topic of what we were talking about, which is this idea of um, the aesthetic of the thing versus the functionality of the thing. Uh, and particularly as it relates to Aikido. If you guys can hear in the background, Maya's neighbor is giving us a little bit of his bongo playing. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if they could hear it on the podcast. I don't know. I but, can hear it, and yeah. I, can't, I bet I can't hear it through these headphones. I bet it's coming through. But if yeah. you can't hear it, you guys are really missing, missing out. out. He's bongo. going to town yeah. on the bongos. <laughs> Do you even call them bongos? You know, one of them yeah, hand yeah, drums. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It might be a bongo. It might not. <laughs> It's you like guys a, are feeling so it's like a square. Today. It's like a square in a rectangle, you know? <laughs> Not every square is a, like, whatever. Uh, All right, so um, Aikido, aesthetic versus uh, functionality. Function. I think this is a good one because obviously Aikido is really steeped in aesthetics. Its, uh, yeah. aesthetics deep. Um, like really deep. And I think to the point where it's so steep that like, the functionality has fallen has fallen out of it. Not that the aesthetics and the functionality can't match up or don't match up, but people uh, don't can't put them together or relate how see how they relate. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wacky thing to talk about, um, and I, I I'm sure everyone can kind of picture. I was reading actually. Uh, oh oh, uh, this is uh, so two things we're going to shout out here. <laughs> Um, Todd Holsey uh, sent us some wonderful uh, Texas whiskey from the great state of Texas. Clink. Um, some balcones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, let's clink that sucker cheers, up. Cheers. We've already cheers, been drinking cheers. it, so uh, so we didn't just as crack people, it open right people now. Can yeah. Know. yeah. I think yeah. people can know. As, as people <laughs> can know. Um, uh, anyways, but uh, uh, also Todd Holsey uh, had recently sent me a book that's uh, Violence of Mind. I think that's what it's called. Okay. And uh, in it, I, I was I reading through it, and one of the things he he – talks about a lot like when you're in his training section in the book is um actually would you grab it for me so i can read his i'll go yeah, I'll, I'll give him a shout out um anyways but um one of the things he's saying in his training uh section is that you have to put um uh like functionality and efficiency as your number one goal you know so if it's not efficient then you shouldn't be doing it and it was really funny reading it because if you've done sports you kind of don't need to be told that because um, like sport martial arts and you're thinking about it like that because if it's not efficient, then it just it just is useless. You know, there's nothing in it. And so it was funny because when I was reading it, I was, I was like, why is he feeling the need to talk about this so much? And then I realized that I was like, oh, like this is really for like people who are like doing like traditional styles and the traditional styles have a gained an aesthetic, you know, so like leopard style Kung Fu or something. And you think that you need to go through the form of leopard style in the middle of a fight. And right. it's like, you don't need to do that, you know? And so that that's what he was talking to those guys about is like, it just needs to be efficient. And so like when you're in a life or death situation, it should be efficient. And if it's not efficient, don't do it, you know? Right, right. Um, and I think like that aesthetic versus function thing is, is a part of that. You know, uh, this guy's name's uh, uh, Varg Freeborn. Um, but it's a good book, um, Violence of Mind. 
Um, yeah, it's really interesting because I think there's a, a an interesting flip side to this, which is like the aesthetic is born out of something. And, you know, we're, we were talking the other day, uh, we were doing a bunch of uh, sort of uh, more live drills. And um, I found myself really like, uh, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but uh, wanting, needing to take my space in order to, to keep myself from getting caught. Um, and I remarked that like, that's the dynamic sphere, right? That we're talking about, you know. Right. right and right, if you right. look at it, and and if it were done in sort of uh, isolation, it would have the same aesthetic. It would have the Aikido aesthetic. It looks like Aikido, and that's what the guys who are doing their demonstrations and they have this thing. That's what they're trying to show. Now they're showing it in a contrived way, mm-hmm. but it it is that thing, right? So it's interesting because I think a lot of times, and, and I would assume, you know, uh, styles of Kung Fu and other stuff, that like that is the same as well because the forms were built on something, the the aesthetic, there is a reason for each of the pieces of aesthetic. Now, at some point, the reason kind of mo- gets right. pushed aside and it just becomes about the thing. And so it's about pulling that reason back in and going like, well, why, why do we do this? Why do we turn our hand over when we punch this way? Or whatever it is, right, you know? Right, right, right. Turn the spear over when they, you know, thrust or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing you're talking about is is a natural situation, which is if you're, and this is what I was talking about with the Varg Freeborn saying it has to be efficient or it's useless, is like when your only objective is to score points, survive, dominate the attacker, whatever, when that's your only objective, then only the stuff that achieves that is stuff that you'll hold on to. Otherwise, you'll just drop it. It's just no good, you know. But once your practice becomes about something other than that, then there's another thing going on. And so, like, we can say, like, oh, you know what looks nice? It looks nice when they pause after this movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then we put pausing into it because it's like, well, we're just doing it for an aesthetic purpose and that looks better, does look better. And so, like, let's pause there. Now, if you take that let's pause into a real-life situation, you get creamed every right, time right, you right. pause there, you know? But it does look better, right? right? Or it serves a, a, a different function of... Um, we pause because we're showing a sure, specific sure, thing. You sure, know, connection we, I think we or see whatever, that right. a lot in Aikido where a lot of the forms are kind of built on these things where it's like um, the there are things that probably don't serve the best purpose but are set in to show us some lesson that's happening. Yeah. You know. I was thinking right now, a while back, um, Chris and I had a conversation about... Um, sort of like the way that we think about the way that we approach um like housework and cleaning and you know maintaining our area our our spaces and um we were talking about the different ways like you know chris values um keeping this thing clean but doesn't care about that thing and it's very different from the way that i like to keep my space and um i realized that the way that chris thinks about things is very much um does it work does it not work so like for example like I'll tend to not wash the dishes. Chris cares about washing the dishes and will wash them. <laughs> and 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 I care about the counter being clean, but he doesn't care about the counter being clean. And and so I realized that like one of the things that that is uh, working in his mind is does it work? Can I use it? And he needs the sink, so he has to wash out his sink to to keep it working so that he can do things in it. For me, it's more like. Um, I kind of care more about the aesthetic of it. Right. I want this thing to look neat. Right. I don't want and junk the, laying around. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. why for me, I care about having my counter clean is because like I want it. To, I just, it makes me feel better to see a clean counter. Right. And even though there are dishes piled in the sink, as long as I kind of don't have to right. see <laughs> it. The, the, sink, the sink hides it. The, it kind of yeah, hides it. Yeah, 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 right. totally. Until you go to use the goddamn sink. Right. I know. And I, 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 I hear that. That's totally fair. But for me, it's like, gotcha. unless I'm going in, there like that's a later problem that's, that's a tomorrow right. that's problem a tomorrow problem right, right. when i yeah. need to use the sink then i'll clean the yeah. dishes and right. i can ignore a dirty floor all day long right. it's like a dirty floor i don't care i'm not as long as you can i'm not walk putting on my it. face in it or laying in it i don't care and and so i realized that like we very much were of these different opinions of like you're like does it work and for me it's like how does it look how does it feel 
And I think that this is kind of descriptive of the way that like sport martial artists or just, you know, people that are looking towards the practical versus people that are looking towards the aesthetic is like, does it work? Because everything is going to be, you know, every technique, every form, every style is evaluated for like sports people or, you know, people that are very practical. Like, does this work for me? Can I make it work? No? Well, then fuck that. I, right. it's, it's not right. important to me right. where I think for people that are more interested in the experience of the thing or the aesthetic of the thing, then it is very much like, how does it make me feel? Right. You know, how right. does like, um, how do I respond to it? You know, what is, what's different about this versus that? And how can I, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, right. Right. um, very different. It's funny the thing Josh was saying earlier, um, and, and you know, there are times where these marry, right? And so like the thing Josh was saying earlier about when you take a pause and the pause might be to show something. And I remember when I was competing, one of the guys pulled me aside and was like, hey, how do you stay so cold? And I was like, what? And he's like, you just stay cold. Like the look on your face is just <laughs> cold. Like you never look like you're worried, anxious, excited, sad, just cold and i was like mm, i don't know but i think it's because we spend a lot of time doing form training in aikido where you're practicing your face being cold mm -hmm. like that's like we pause and stop and let all the emotion drop out of your face so it's cold and so i can do that second nature you know mm -hmm. and so like when i'm doing stuff I, I just do that now that is something that for a little while was the aesthetic i knew the aesthetic of aikido so i practiced doing that but then it ended up giving me a functional skill Mm -hmm. And so I think there are times when well, it marries. And, right. And see, what I think the, the problem, I think, though, is uh, what you're talking about is what people, like, assume and put all of their whatever into, which is like, if I do this, I'm going to get functional skill. Right, 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 like, right, right. You know? yes. That's right. Like you think leopard style, right, doing leopard right, style, exactly. you're prancing on so they your don't, heels they don't, of your feet. And... They don't understand that, like... There are two different things, and while you may get some functional skill out of that, that's not necessarily right. the, um, what it's built for. And, and yeah. really, there's only a few ways to get f functional skills, and there's much better ways to do it than spending a bunch of time doing yeah. forms and, and working the aesthetic. And I think the kind of people that are attracted to uh, traditional martial arts and the kind of martial arts that have a lot of um, a lot more attention to the aesthetic are thinky people are the kind of people that are um thinky feely people yeah yeah exactly no i mean yeah i think that's true like when you were talking right now about like how how things make you, the, the the feeling of like whatever i was thinking like that's sort of how i approach aikido a lot like it's like uh what's the feeling like when i'm doing a technique what's the feeling like and it's like a bodily feeling or it's like a feel you know but it it is very much about that you know it's about mm -hmm. and it could be like a physical thing but it's about the feeling of it you know more than so so based on else. that would you say that your aikido is uh do you feel like you have an aikido aesthetic of your own based on that uh yeah sure yes yes yeah and i mean and i know this because like you know even as we're doing stuff even in like more live situations like i find myself doing something in a very specific way that i can tell like yeah that looks you're doing your special you know. thing right yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah um and it works a lot of times you know yes. like i mean i don't i don't often catch myself doing something that's like uh weird like you know getting pushed or thrown to the ground and going like well that didn't work i was doing my special thing and i got so you know it works but it's also like did i need to do that i don't know right did it look do i feel better for about like cooler that i did it in this special way a little, maybe a little bit yeah know? probably a little bit you know it's funny though is like you know for a student of yours like there's a story i think it's about don and jay actually um uh flipping his hair all the time uh -huh. and um his students started so flipping, uh, their, flipping hair. their hair at oh, the end of the red. stuff and and some of them didn't have hair and so, so they like, they would just do, do this head bob thing because that's what so they saw weird. him do it. They saw him do it. And so wow. they just adapted it. And so it was about an aesthetic. It's like, well, that's what we do, right. you know? And a new student doesn't know what to focus on and what not right. to focus on. So they just do whatever. Yes, and, yeah. you know, if you have a lineage of students who aren't actually fighting with the stuff, then it's like those things just stack up and stack yeah, up and yeah, stack yeah. up. Because it's like, well, my teacher flipped his hair. Mine scratched his head. Mine. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, monkey scratch his head. <laughs> right, and, right, and, you know, and it's like, oh, which we were willing to do Every that. Time after this thing there's this weird you know that's crazy i did i mean this is sort of tangential but I like i noticed that like and I, I wonder if a lot of this stuff is born out of like like you said like a little tick or like stuff that's 
um, you know, out of nervousness or different things. Like I noticed uh, back when we were doing Aikido in the dojo or we were in gis and stuff, um, before I had a hakama, I would always pull down my gi, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my top. And, uh-huh. um, Kids get that habit a I lot. I would always pull it down mm-hmm. um, because it, you know, kind of rides up under your belt. Uh-huh. Um, and after every technique or after every roll, I would get up and pull my gi down. And I, at some point I noticed that and I was like, oh man, I got to stop that. Like, and I don't know if it was like giving me a moment, giving me pause to like, before I have to do the technique again or whatever, but I could see how that could become if you don't at all, if you never notice it, which it's easy to not notice that kind of thing. Like that just continues. And right. if yeah, other people yeah, are yeah. watching you. Someone picks that up and then they think, oh, it must be some sort of yeah. straightening myself. Yeah. Or it's a self, my, you know, self-soothing or like, gesture. Oh, for you know? sure. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of kids get that because um, they'll wait too long. Their parents will wait too long until they buy them a new gi. And so then their gi gets small. And so they oh, yeah. constantly have to adjust it. And then once they get a new gi, they still adjust that gi right. all the time. Uh-huh. You know? Even though they don't, they don't, yeah, they don't need to anymore. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like, why these things add up. You know, another thing is, uh, I remember this guy came in, I think he did, like, White Crane or something, some style that has these long stances, and he wanted oh, to spar yeah, yeah. with my teacher in L.A., Tim, um, and Tim just kept kicking his foot out from under him, you know, just kept kicking his foot, kicking his foot, and and the kid was like, well, why does that keep happening? And Tim said, because you're, you're sticking in a really wide stance, so... I'm kicking your foot out from under you. And the kid's like, yeah, but that's in that's in the forms. And Tim's like, that's to make your legs strong. You shouldn't do that when you fight. Like, right. that's not how people fight. And it's, it's you know, when you're a new person, you can't, you know, even if you're, you were a new person when you got this and you're not a new person anymore, you maybe haven't gone through why you do things, you right. know? Like, deep stances aren't the way you stand all the time, right. you know? like. And, you know, so with that specific story, when I heard that right now, I was like, man, that makes me want to not berate, that's too strong, but to go, like, to this dude's teacher, like, why didn't you ever explain to him that that's not how you stand in a fight? And then... I just realized that, like, well, maybe that dude didn't even know. Sure. Or, you know, maybe maybe he he never thought to to mention it because it seemed so obvious Obvious to him. him. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't care because he's like, this dude's never going to get in a fight. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's true. So I don't need to, you know, like. This dorky kid's never going to, you know. like the like, well, and also, like, as a teacher, am I training fighters? Right. Exactly right. right. Or am I training people to do this beautiful form? Right. Right. Exactly right. right. So, like, you know, as, as. and and I think that's a legitimate thing. Now, you would hope that he would know enough to be like, to understand that that's not the, you know, that's not the way that you're going to stand in a fight and it's a transitional thing or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if not, like, can you fault him also? Because he's not training fire. If Now, if he was an MMA coach or something, then I could understand. Sure. Or, you know, training something, then... Yeah, I'd be mad at him because it's like, yeah, this guy's going to get destroyed. But yeah. if not, you are teaching him what you're teaching him. Right, right. Yeah, um, last night when we were kind of talking somewhat about this subject and Chris was saying how um, traditional, you know, like big dojo Aikido has this aesthetic to it. Oh, big dojo. Big dojo yeah. Aikido, you know. Yeah. Are there any of those anymore? Do they exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Okay. You know, like Aikikai. Aikido, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Um, yeah, I'm just being I bet, <laughs> like in Europe. They're, they're disappearing quickly. I bet in Europe. I feel like big do. dojo Aikido is similar to saying arena rock. Like yeah. it has the same vibe of like. I was yeah. thinking like big pharma. Yeah, there you go. Like big yeah, pharma. Yeah, 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 something like. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't exist big, in that context. Big oil. Corporate. There's no one making a lot of money on Aikido. Um, well, you know, yeah, the relatively corporate, I guess. Um, so, uh, indie Aikido, that's us <laughs> always on the do it yourself. Yeah. That, that makes the punk rock me very happy. Okay. You love the aesthetic. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So last night, Chris was talking about that, and then he, you know, there's some uh, a couple of other students that in the class that like maybe weren't aware of what that aesthetic looks like, you know, because he was referencing this this you know big dojo aesthetic, this aikikai aesthetic, and um and so he kind of did uh, like a tiny demonstration to show what that looked like, and I cr- like I cracked <laughs> up. It was so funny to me because immediately I was like, oh yeah. That's exactly what you it were looks like, like. Brought back to your the like super straight posture and kind of wide arms, wide stance, like very like large gesture, like very regal looking. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was so like 
it was was just so funny to me because you just perfectly embodied that in like a second. You just switched it on and then switched it off. And I spent a fair amount of my life doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's completely understandable, but it's like, you know, it's clear just based on that, that like that is an established aesthetic because you were able to like, you know, reference that physically and and, and demonstrate that. And I I could immediately recognize it as something I've seen many, many times on the internet, at least. Right. Um, and, and, it, it it's very funny yeah yeah i was also talking about with that you know so there's uh there's ways to do a form and um i, I mean whatever i'm just gonna say this like i mastered those ways <laughs> um i i really you know i i can make all kinds of little adaptations i do tiny things i can do all the stuff that like you know everyone's like oh a real master can move two inches and it's 10 times better you know like um i mastered all that stuff and i had to start letting it go because I realized a lot of that stuff was just to achieve a form, a specific form. And when you're moving real time, full speed, you're not going to do it that way. It just, it just doesn't happen the same way. And so like I started making my Aikido about what actually happens when you're doing it real time, what actually goes down, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think that's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. Like it was a hard thing to do for me because it's like, I'm already good at this thing. I can do it. And other Aikido people can look at it and go, like oh that's good that's real good you know yeah but the function uh isn't there and you know it because then when you try to put it into a a live uh training situation around doing it's like you get caught you get caught you get hit you get blah 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 and so it's like um then it becomes like taking it apart and going like how does the aesthetic help the this the situation that you're in um and and you know if we're assuming that the aesthetic is sort of the uh, sort of the goal, sort of the you know whatever up here that we're 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 trying to get at, so you know taking aside like hair flips and whatever mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. if we're assuming that the the you know what you what the aesthetic is showing is what if everything in the world was perfect and someone was like you know, gifted, the, right. you right. know, a superhero, whatever, that this is what it would be. Um, how, how do you, how do you get that? How do you train that? How do you break into that? Like, how do you then take the aesthetic? Uh, you know, how do you get to the aesthetic from where you're at? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think the way you're saying it is the way most people think about it. And I think it's kind of a wrong way to think about it um which is just you know how do we make my fighting look like the aesthetic you know and i think that's the way a lot of people think of it so it's like you know if i was really good at leopard style kung fu and i'm just picking on it because it's kind of you know there's several kinds of kung fu have a leopard, leopard style, style in it, you know, whatever. Um, but but like, uh, white crane. Like yeah, either way. Um, but red, red dragon, whatever. right? Yeah, red dragon. Actually, maybe I should say red dragon, red dragon style. Um, but anyways, um, you know, people think like, oh, if I was a master of that, then when I fight, I could do that, and that's not true. Like that, that's not a true thing, right? Now, maybe if you were like a superhero. And you could move really, really fast and you were super, super strong. You could do the stuff that counted and then after or in between because you're so fast, do some silly extra stuff, mm-hmm. right? But the the there would be no function to the extra silly stuff. It's just you could do it because you were so awesome. So let's talk about this for a little bit because uh, so I'm sort of saying – so there is – some extra silly stuff that's put in for whatever reason. But the, a lot of times it's like the extra silly stuff isn't silly if you understand what it is that it's used for. That's right. Okay. So th- that's where I'm going with Right, it. right. But you, what, I, what you, I'm saying, I understand. And, and, and uh, I, I can come back around to it. But th- the way you phrased it was, I think, the way, and I think it's a tricky way to phrase it. Because I'm not saying what you said is wrong. What I'm saying is that when people say it that way, what they tend to hear is, if I was really awesome at Red Dragon style Kung Fu, sure. then I could use Red Dragon style Kung Fu in a fight. And they don't realize the truth, which is fighting is fighting for the context right, it right, is, right. right? So grappling is grappling, ground grappling is ground grappling, stand up grappling, strap up grappling, etc. so forth. You know, those things just are the most efficient the way they are. 
they don't understand that that's the truth. And then those other things are exaggerations of that. Now, if you bring the exaggerations, and this is like what I was talking about the other night in class, is like, you know, I did the Aikikai aesthetic kind of thing. And then I was like, see, there is actually a function to this. Like the reason we're doing that is because you're trying to keep space yeah. in a crazy situation. Um, but it's like, in Aikikai style, it's done just for a, a, an aesthetic, um, but there is a function to it. However, there are other things that don't fit that bill. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's it's not like you can pick the way you want to fight. The way you want to fight will always be dictated by the context, and there will be a most efficient way and, and then other non-efficient ways. Sure. And so sometimes the aesthetic is a caricature of the things that actually work in that situation. And sometimes the aesthetic stuff is added stuff because people flip their hair or because they want to so pause here's the or question, whatever. Is sometimes uh-huh. is the aesthetic the thing? Sure. You know what if I'm saying? Is. So like because I, I think that sometimes the aesthetic can be the thing. Sure. And I mean, and and we won't with Aikido for example. We won't ever see it because, or I don't think we will, because no one's no one is doing it and training it in a way that would allow us to get to the point where we could do it. We're just right. not good enough at it. Right, right, right. You That's know what right. I'm saying? So, like, I think I do think that, like, as we, if people, we got better at the skills of Aikido, mm-hmm. that we would we could approach the aesthetic mm-hmm. fairly closely with in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. But we're just not there because we haven't, we don't train it correct, you know. So I think it's like a, the back, the back, back way of doing it. Instead of, instead of training the forms to get to the function, it's like train, train the function to, to approach the forms to, to approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, I think there's a ton to unpack in there. Um, uh. So That's one of the thing, course. and you can watch an example, I think, of kind of what you're talking about with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right now. So, you know, if you look at like TikTok or Instagram or something, there are tons of people who are doing aesthetic Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, it's it's pretty. And they're not, the person's not resisting them. And they're going through like, you know, three permutations of things and they end in an arm bar or something. Okay, now. And they're doing that just to show the, the Yeah, how beautiful it can be. Cool. Right, yeah. to look cool. It just yeah. looks cool. Um, now, the people doing it, probably can actually do those things functionally because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is still a highly functional martial sure. art. But if you gave it enough time to separate from it, it would it would the people doing it would wouldn't no be able yeah. okay. to do uh-huh. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like what would happen is that aesthetic would become more and more caricaturized until eventually there would be little things in it, all kinds of things in it that actually aren't functional. Right. And learning to do it that way would be counter functional. You know, like that makes sense. Yeah. I think that, I think we're we're approaching like there's so there's two issues at hand here. Mm-hmm. And one of them is how you train to get to the thing that you want to do and then what the thing you want to do is. And so so for people that kind of don't get it, the people that we're talking about right now, they think that you train the forms repeatedly to look like the form in live practice. Right, right. And so so there's there's a double problem there. The first is that you could train the forms to look like the forms in, in live practice. Right, um, that the form will eventually look like that right, in a real fight. Right, right. And so first thing is, okay, we need to get those people doing live training in mm-hmm. order to actually mm-hmm. do something in live mm-hmm. practice. And then the second thing is to go, how much of... Uh, you know, Red Dragon style mm-hmm. will really come out for someone who really knows the knows the system mm-hmm. and can practice it live. How much is that when they do it in live prac in a live situation? Is it how much of it is really going to look like the forms? Like how mm-hmm. much can we approach the limit of mm-hmm. you know the limit is the forms? How right. close can we approach to that line? And I think what we're talking about right now is you know which pieces are the pieces that come from function and fade toward toward aesthetic and and what are the pieces that are completely aesthetic aesthetic. right well and and i think part of that comes back to and this is what's going to be my question is like okay so then where along the line is aikido so if you're saying that like uh brazilian jiu-jitsu right now is getting to the point of having aesthetic Uh practice Uh is it just that like aikido is ahead of the the curve in that case in like we, we were just, over the hill. We're just already yeah. like we never had 
anything other than the aesthetic practice, I guess. I mean, I would argue that that's probably true. Um, I would, I would argue, you know, so who knows? And I hate to get into historical discussions about this. I would say there were probably some people working some stuff at some point in time that, uh, and I'm being as vague as I can possibly be, some people <laughs> doing some stuff at some point in certain time that um, was just functional. And then that quickly got developed into this um, aesthetic stuff that became popular to look at. And then that is what we know as Aikido now. So, And we're about three gener- three or four generations down, maybe three generations down the into road. Into pure aesthetics. Into pure aesthetics. Right, And right. that's what's been passed right. down. Whereas I would say, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is maybe in its first iteration of aesthetic, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just for so long was so not about the aesthetic. It's about achieving a thing. Right. You know, getting Does a thing it work? Done. Does right. it not work? Right. Can so I beat the like karate guys with it? Can moving, I beat the... We're moving. We're, we're like having to move backwards from it. And, and right. really, like, in a lot of ways, like, reinvent the, you know, reinvent the function from... From the, the form. And this is what... Yeah. And, I mean, so this is what, you know, I think you went through a lot, which is, like, sparring, throwing people up against the wall, blah, blah, blah. Does Lots of stuff doesn't work. Right. I get caught. This is happening. Right. This is happening. Why is this happening? And then having to go back and go, well, what does the form say about this? What does the aesthetic say about it? Like, what are the things that could possibly help me in this situation? And being able to pull them out and go, aha, this is why we do this stupid little right, thing. Right, you know, right, this is right. why we have attacks to the legs or whatever it is that... Um, so like having to work backwards, I think. Right, is the... right. I think, I think this is the word bunkai, uh, which is basically like... Um... It's analysis, you know, like so karate people do this a lot where they like uh, they look at their forms and they go, what is the form doing? And they spar a bunch and they're like, oh, that form is actually this throw or this thing, you know. Um, and that's, you know, what I spent all my time doing was I would I, I, I eventually created what I thought was the right context. And then once I got a pretty close context, it was just like I would, would say. would hold each piece and go, is the, like how, what is this doing? Yeah. How well, actually kind of a little the opposite. What would happen is I would get stuck. And then I would, ah. I'd be upset yeah, about like, it. I'm getting caught every right. time. And I would say, I would um, say, why? I don't know what to do there. And then I would, I would start thinking through the forms and be like, oh, maybe I could try that. And then, you know, I would try the puzzle piece and either it would work or didn't work, you know. Um, and that's kind of the process that I like. I was like, oh, this is actually this thing. Okay, I see what it is. Have you discovered any things? Uh, that are magical, not yet. No, no, no. I'm looking. I mean, yeah. Every day. Uh, Every so day. Uh, one or the other, and you can go either way. So either things that you thought were purely aesthetic that turned out to be functional or vice versa. Things that you were like, uh, that just turned out to be purely aesthetic and there was no That purpose. is a great question. I, I'm excited for yeah, the answer. There's probably tons of those. I mean, I, I, I didn't prep thinking about these, but, you know, one thing I can think of is... Um, in the form for uh, Katate Rori Kotagaish, um, mm-hmm. there's this weird cross your foot step. And um, I... Oh, uh, for the pin. The pin. Uh, no, 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 no. So I don't teach it this way anymore. Um, you learned it this way about 15 Uh-oh. years ago. But um, I mean... <laughs> Reach back into your memory, I, I don't Josh. teach it this Come way Come on, anymore. Josh. But... We're going to strip your black belt away. And and there's a reason for it, but not a reason for it, too. So, like, anyways, there's this weird thing where you you cross-step. And the cross-step, from my understanding of martial arts, is pointless because it crosses your feet in front of the target. And that means that you are susceptible to being knocked off balance. And so crossing your feet is a bad idea. And so I I played with that thing for a long time. And it was in the forms. um, And I looked at several different things. And I was like, several teachers. And I was like, oh, no, they're all doing it. I was like, that must be there for a reason. And I realized, like, after I did some kung fu stuff, that it's like, it's a, a spring steps the technique I call it but it's basically you're, you're landing with a foot to give you a little extra juice mm-hmm. to fly into it mm-hmm. that's what I think that form's mm-hmm. showing but the way it's shown is just highly aesthetic and it's actually not how spring steps work like it's just not how they work and so like it kind of looks like that um, and it would be a good place to put a spring step but I can teach you how to do it without having to do that dumb oh. aesthetic thing you know um, and that's one that I struggled with um, for a long time um, one that jumps to my brain is the just iriminage and, and uh-huh. the, the dip oh, down yeah, and come back up. Yeah. Um, cause I remember, cause I had, I had done it a couple times, I think before I had gone to college, but we did it a few times in college and, um, 
I was like, this is God, that idea where you t- you lead your uke to the ground and right. you, you push him down, push down and then yeah. pull him back up and then you throw him with the rinagi. And and it felt so convoluted. And I just remember being like, why the fuck do we? And it was you had taken over the dojo before I had left for college, and and I so I had gotten a little bit of your style enough to start questioning shit. And mm-hmm. then I was like, what is this? Ugh. And just it felt really. Um, nonsensical, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after coming back and and you know you kind of discussing your ideas about what that's doing really made me go, oh, it's just a hybrid of all of the different mm-hmm. ways that, that you right. can throw someone, and it's just they've kind of Frankenstein them together to show. Well, if they go forward, you can push them down. If they come back up, you can you know you can do Riminage that way. You know you can pull them from behind. Like there's. I'm I'm not trying to change the subject here, no, but I think this it. is a good this is a good point to talk about that. There's a lot of like if so if you look at like maybe karate styles, um, you'll see this part where they're they're doing like some some partner stuff and they'll like parry a punch and then all of a sudden they'll throw like five fists to the ribs and then two elbows to <laughs> the head like and then that, low yeah. kick, low kick and then yes. stomp on the knee and and like when you see it and you're thinking about functionality, you're like, that's fucking dumb because you're never going to pull up that series of things like it's just yeah. never gonna happen but well, when your you realize, partner sits there and waits like, right really exactly nicely, right like, exactly right but when you're realizing that they're showing those are all options that you right, could have right. there and so they're just putting all the options in that space and because it's a form it's like well see i could elbow here i could elbow here i could stomp the leg right, i could round right, kick right, i right, could right. hit the ribs this way i could hit the ribs this way you know and so when you see that when you understand it that way you're like oh that's a a, a reasonable convention to express all of those ideas and also probably an easy way to instead of having to show one thing a a form for each of those right but you could just put them all there and go and i think that's a better way like to to learn it like when we're thinking about iriminage for instance you know there's a bunch of different ways that 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 can come off um but if you just put it into one thing and go okay from here here are the things that can happen, and here's how you would deal with those. I think that's a much better way to do it than to go like, this one's going to show you this thing, you know? Yeah, but I think the difficulty is is when people take that at face value, which we've talked about this before right now, is that like people just look at it and go like, oh, it's all one thing continuing through right, time. Right, you know, like right, right, this, right, right. this series of things has to happen for it to be a Riminage. Well, I've right. seen clips of like people doing, like you were saying, like, um, you know, the attacker does one thing and then they do five punches and a kick and, and then right. they, you know, move off to the side. And I've seen, I think it was supposed to be an Aikido thing. And I was like, damn, I really don't know if this person gets the concept that you were talking about, right. which is that they're showing options. Like I was like, man, I kind of think they think they're going to do, they're all, gonna that do all of that. It's stuff. funny though. Like, is that better than, cause this is the other one I see where they go, here's 17 variations on this <laughs> right, thing right, where it's really right. like, dude, there's one, there's one thing happening. <laughs> right. There's one thing happening. And like, yes, they're, you know, but they're showing it as like, this is a variation on Imi Nagi. And it's like, it is a variation, but not a variation in the way that this is the variation where I have my shirt off. This right, is the one exactly with right. where I wear a green Here's shirt. Here's where I have a left shoe on. Here's where I have a right shoe on. Here's where my shoes are untied. <laughs> here's a variation of Rimi Nage where I was here's, sad about my breakup. Uh, <laughs> that's the hardest core version yeah. of Rimi Nage. <laughs> I have never gotten that one yet. A heartbreak of Rimi Nage. A heartbreak of is still, that's on my bucket list techniques to do. <laughs> Do that one in live practice. Yeah. When your girlfriend breaks up with if you, you can, just rimi nage. Well, now that you mention it, that's assault, that's Josh. <laughs> that's assault. Not if, if it's done to me. If it just happened in your imaginings, it's oh yeah, yeah oh, my, my girlfriend rimi nage me, <laughs> and oh, I took yeah. the ukimi like a fucking champ because yeah, I'm trained. That sounds a like a YouTube video. It was, it was fine. <laughs> my girlfriend rimi nage me, not clickbait. Yeah, I watched that. Um, so, uh, so you mentioned the one, is there anything else, like, uh, the stuff that you, you have noticed that's just, like, purely aesthetic, that's, like, you know, there's, far from the function of anything that, I mean, there's a, there's like, a, what's the one that you would go, ah, stop doing this? Uh, oh, 
<laughs> this, is, this is gonna this is gonna make some people sad um and and i i really you don't have to do it if you don't want nah, to it's fine sounds like it makes um, you sad too so turning turning your lead foot way too far oh, to the yeah, side yeah, 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 um yeah, look yeah. i get it um so people doing um uh hanmi and the front foot is turned way out to the outside um Look. Like they're toe pointing. Like they're toe pointing outward. in some right, weird right. direction. Uh-huh. All right, so look. I, d- I don't know the history of it. I can't track it for you. I'm sure you could probably track it in, you know, a week of, of research. But um, That seems like a long time of research. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the truth. The foot should only be planted that way in the middle of a turn and should never exist that way for any long time period of time now i don't know if a teacher was showing that to show that like hey i'm going to turn here and then everyone else just got onto it but you shouldn't stand that way it puts your knee in a vulnerable position and it doesn't make you particularly stable and so that's an example of something that exists and it's purely aesthetic Mm -hmm. now could it be showing something sure because that is the way you turn when you're making a turn but only when you're making a turn and so like that's a it's a really annoying one that that's that's around a lot it's, it's a terrible yeah. one yeah that sounds dangerous potentially yeah. yeah but i and i i know what you're talking about when you say it like it immediately pops yeah, in my mind it's like yeah i i noticed that people you know um and it's like and i mean that's another thing you know about stuff like especially if you want to talk about movement um there is a really nice body of sports work done um, for athletes who move all the time that you can look at and learn how legs are supposed to work and function. And there's probably not any secret stuff out there. And I know people go like, oh, well, there's these, you know, Asian mystic secrets, but like your body works the way your body works. And if any of those uh, awesome secret mystical things were true, then I guarantee you the NFL um, professional kinesthetic right. coach they, they who teaches running backs how to right. move would be talking about right. that thing. Right. Um, it's millions of dollars. That's right. They get that's paid right. To do it. That's so, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, we have the best movers that have ever existed on the planet right now. Like, because we have a lot of leisure time, and we can we can pay people to be really good movers. And so, if you want to know about stuff, the information is available. And now with the internet, it's available to pretty much everyone. So you don't have to have some crazy sports book. Like, you can look on YouTube. And you start doing some research, you'll learn the people to look at and you'll you'll understand quickly how you're supposed to move your legs. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most glaring thing is lately we've sort of been talking about this very subject of uh, how to move athletically. And it it feels so look, I understand that there's ways to meld it with Aikido and that's what I'm sort of learning. But like the way that athletic people move naturally is very not like the way that aikido people tend to move aesthetically aesthetically yes um and i i think in you know we chris and i have talked about this a little bit in the past few days and, and he's reminded me that like it's there's the aikido ways are not necessarily wrong in all cases but like with the foot thing it's a snapshot that's you right. know, and so if you took a snapshot of a football player moving a certain way, you would see Hanmi. You would right. see yeah, exactly these angles. You yeah, would yeah. see, you know, wide stances, you know, narrow stances, hands up, hands down, all these different things that we do see in Aikido. And, and so there are ways people do things. So it's not like, you know, they're not real shit. Right. But it's not how people hang out and stand. That's and right. um, they, don't, they don't spend much time in those positions. And I think that's hard for people to, um, hard for me to wrap my head around is like, especially really my physical education has been mostly through Aikido. You know, like I was not athletic. I didn't, I did a couple sports, but you know, not very well. And so like that was most of my physical education. And so like I learned how to move my body in Aikido ways and that's not great. Can you um, notice, and Chris probably can I mean, you probably can. Most people are. Uh, what people do by how they move. 
Oh yeah. Like you can just oh, go like yeah. there's a karate dude, there's a oh, yeah. guy, there's yeah. a Brazilian, there's a wrestler, there's yeah. a And I can also tell people who just know how to move athletically. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like like meaning I can look at people and go like I don't know if you played football, I don't know if you played basketball, I don't you know did what you did, but you know right. how to move right. Right. versus you were trained in a southern right. kung fu style. Right. You were trained in um an internal style. You were trained in, right. you know, like and those are very glaring I feel that way about uh so this guy we trained with Roger um older uh guy and uh i don't know athletic dude his whole life i think yeah uh, that's right and he just like all the time just does stuff that's just like he'll just Correct. move some like you know <laughs> and it's just all it looks awesome and you're like how do, what, how, how do i do you and know he's one of the older people in and the class just but because, looks the most right and athletic. it's just because he's you know, he's used done to moving stuff athletically. His, his whole yes. Life, you know. Yes. Meanwhile, I'm trying to like get not get my you know feet crossed right. and you know trip over myself, and he's like doing it just fine. You know, right. and so it's like it really it has nothing to do with youth or whatever. It's like do you have you experienced that a lot or have you not? Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you know the Aikido stuff. Uh, it, it, it's reasonable. Um, and it's a good in lots of ways, especially if someone doesn't know the right foot from their left. It's a good way to start sussing all that out. But you know the the state of the art for Aikido is really, really far behind the state of the art for the world. Right. You know. And and I would say that not just of Aikido, but of all traditional martial arts, it, it, this it's way behind. Yeah. You know? Well, because it, it was never. There was never a need or uh, a, like, effort put into it. And and by that I mean, like, you know, in, in other sports, there was an effort to put into get, getting better because there was money and there were, you know, businesses. That That's were right. Desi- you know, boxing is an entire industry. MMA is sure. an entire industry. Sure. So obviously they're going to, you know, um, and uh, some... Uh, some things have, you know, Olympic competitions, etc. Yeah, so forth. Very high level competition. And so, you know, uh, traditional martial arts don't have any of those things. So they are completely reliant on individuals to do things. Yep. And individuals, you know. Martial arts is folk science. It is. Absolutely. That's exact. It's a perfect thing to call it. It's folk science. Yeah. And, and, and that's all. Like, I mean, I really, that's even, you know, like high level judo and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not picking on it. What I'm just saying is like that, like, because of what, like judo's great at judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is great at Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing's great at boxing, but like, we don't have a complete picture outside of folk science, right? right? So like, we can't put all the pieces together yet. And it's like, you know, I know people are like, oh, well, that's what MMA does. And it's like, nope, not at all. Because not, it's, not it, it's still close. such a tiny sliver of what there is. So it's like, we're all just folk sciencing it. You know, yeah. there's there's no one who knows how conflict works. And it's funny because people, there will be a lot of people who in defense of traditional martial arts will say, well, this is state of the art and it's like well it was state of the art folk science when everything was folk science you know hundreds of years ago yes it was state of the art because everything was you know medicine was fucking leeches and shit right, you know right, what i mean right. exactly everybody right. was you know right. cocaine yeah. right yeah heroin or whatever you know laudanum. opiates yes laudanum. yeah exactly burying a, a frog in the backyard to cure right. warts or whatever that's you know right. that's right um, got a sack full of leeches and some laudanum point me i'll fix it all do some bloodletting and- i can shave your head and pull your teeth <laughs> <laughs> and that no joke is the current state of all martial arts yes. you know like yes. and and you know high level martial arts are just high level in their own in their own little frame you know in sure. their own little little yeah. spot and so you know if you look at something like you know judo is a great example it's an amazing like it, they really have sussed everything out or greco-roman they really sussed everything out you know but like only for their sliver and so like once you start to move beyond that sliver it's like well there's no good connector to this part and to right. this part and yeah there's there are certain martial arts that are doing better comparatively sure, to other absolutely. martial arts. Absolutely. But and that's a lot of martial arts they have support behind them. Sure. Right. That, more sure. money, more, more effort. Right, right. Yeah. So state of the art doesn't mean that the art's very advanced. That's right. an important thing to remember, you know. Right. So like kung fu styles are state of the art for those kung fu styles. Right. Yeah. But that is three thousand years old. They're so, leading the you know, race among a slow race. Right, <laughs> exactly. Among a slow race. Yeah. Most of us are, you know just still dealing with superstition and aesthetic and there's this um i i was watching uh matt east and he's a historical european martial artist and he was talking about how um it tends that their uh cultures don't write manuscripts at the height of their warfare so for example the first um 
uh, English manuscript that was, uh, I guess, about uh, long longbow um, didn't come out until like after a hundred years after right. it was out of service or something. And so it's like there's this big gap because it's like it has to become about like because soldiers are just off doing soldiering right. they shit. They don't got time to write shit. Right. Like, they right. Don't have time to put and stuff the, the general yeah. the general watches shit and he figures out what's good and he says, hey, train them like this, train them like that, and that's what they do, you know. And so they're not writing manuscripts and the manuscripts come when like years later they're like shit we're losing this let's go yeah, talk right. to some of the old right. guys we and write this shit the down history. Right. exactly or right. someone's old and like hey back in my day that's this exactly is right did shit. you guys don't know what you're doing anymore and so you know it makes sense that like you know martial arts is still in a folk state because it's like well this is the shit we don't really need you know right right, right. yeah especially now because and that's something that like i also think is you know worth pointing out it's like ugh, we don't need any of this shit right right you know like in reality any of it right like, right you know we don't need it on a daily basis yeah. on a daily you're not basis. getting in samurai fights no no no, no samurai do you hear me Sam- say that yeah, samurai fights i know you said um aikido earlier really like white too aikido you're Did like he say aikido aikido as long as they didn't say aikido the martial art of aikido <laughs> we'll be fine no <laughs> Um, okay. I'm trying to think, is there any, uh... I think that was well, a great I mean, discussion. Yeah. Yeah, it's 55 minutes in. I guess we did the we now. did the whole thing. We did it. Um, well, then let's just thank our patrons, who <laughs> yeah. I believe... Are the backbone of this podcast. Love our aesthetic. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Do they even I know what so. our aesthetic is? I don't know if I what? know what our Do aesthetic we have is. An What's audio? our aesthetic? I mean, there's an audio aesthetic, right? Is, mm-hmm. is that a thing? Quick. Quick. <laughs> what the, does that mean? Well, come on. Like, our audio anyway it's serviceable um, but it's sorry, not like it's not like i'm spending you know eight years uh, uh fine-tuning it's serviceable the frequencies the or nothing, you know like anyway let's go ahead and thank our patrons uh who make it possible for us to really just act a fool yeah that clearly is exactly today, right today, that is exactly right yeah truer words have never been spoken thank you so much to logan and grumpy juice heinrichs uh, Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast. Thank you also, uh, Todd Holsey, Dirt Wasp Podcast, yeah. oh, um, yes. for this wonderful balcones. Uh, I, I appreciate Texas uh, pot still bourbon. I don't know drinking. if we want to do a, just a, a quick little review, but Tasted I still a little like or smelled a little mapley. It did very sweet. It yeah. was sweeter. It was, sweet it was pretty sweet. I think bourbons tend to be sweet in general, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're sweet. Um, it was good. I thought it was I liked good. It. I liked it. Um, Todd sent a little thing and said that it wasn't his favorite. Um, but it's like what he could get sent because uh-huh. like there's you know was it uh so he had sent us some before correct uh huh uh huh uh d- better or worse you think than what he sent before um or would you have to back go back and try it again yeah i'd have to i'd have to backtrack it's been go a back while. go back um but i thought this was good i thought that, yeah, yeah. well i mean you can tell by my current state of affairs that i'm <laughs> i think it's good sorry you were you were saying yeah that. yes the dirt wasp podcast chris comouth jackie champagne Jackie Champagne. Yeah, that's hot shit. Jackie Champagne. That's like is that, it like Jackie Chan and Champagne for I, our I kinda, drinking thing? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Think Jackie so. Champagne. Also, though, that's like I don't, a great. That's uh, someone I want to like meet. A, that's like a stripper name. Like that was, is someone I, I want to meet. Jackie Champagne. Or like a 1970s, um, oh, yeah, like 70s black exploitation sure. yeah, yeah. kind oh, of yeah, yeah. like Jackie main Champagne. character. Yeah. Yeah. Like Foxy Brown. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We have you forgot to say your address. Please advise, and I may, I may consider sending a true New Zealand Anzac Vicky or three or three your way. I don't an know what that is, but I'm excited. I don't know. Okay, but I want, I want to we're know. gonna have to look up that lingo because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's New Zealander. A N Z A C in all caps, by the okay. way. Um, Vicky, that's got to be slang that I don't know, let's but I, I, and... I'm fucking loving it. You know, um, I recently heard that kiwis, the fruit, yes, um, which was made popular um, by New kiwis. Zealand, uh-huh. um, and, and was named later after the bird, which is the famous yeah, uh, the kiwi. Uh-huh. kiwi thing. Uh, but apparently, before that, they were called Chinese gooseberries, oh. and and no one wanted to. <laughs> no eat one those. wanted them. Huh? No one wanted to eat them. Yeah. And so, some clever lady in New Zealand is like, uh, "Let's let's call them kiwis." Kiwis, and hot as hell now. Huh. They're That's great. awesome. They're great. They're delicious. We, we had some tonight. More yeah. more vitamin C than 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 orange yeah uh we have brad sunny chiba and schnapps saturday sunny chiba and schnapps yeah, yeah. I, like I like it oh schnapps is wonderful also yeah. yeah. that Madri- that's the german in me yeah right 
Yero Madrona. I'm Mori Hayueshiba, and I approve this message. Yes, of course. Brooke Ferragamo. Yeah. Ben, Grandmaster of Flowers, Aldrich. <laughs> oh, like that. that's wonderful. I like that. Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Liffey, Sam Stulian, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinus, Andrew, Friends, Sometimes I Pay Attention, Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Hey, before I finish, why do I always have to read this list? And Lenny Acuna. I agree. Yeah, why do I always have to read this list? How come it's always me? You have the you Thanks have for the list. You have the list. I, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, internet accessible, so anybody could read this list. I don't. I don't do the internet. Yeah. Wow. Josh doesn't do the internet. Do the internet all day long? Isn't that literally like a giant part of your job? Like all of it? This is. We always joke about this when we make videos. You know, Chris and I are like setting up cameras and you know putting putting shit around. And Josh is like just like sipping my coffee. You've seen this Instagram post, guys. You've seen this post. Ridiculous. I'm like Josh. What are you doing? And he's like, I'm the talent. That's that's what I'm. You get used to it at a certain point. When you have been the talent your whole life, Josh, you get used to it. Come on, guy. Come it's on. the style he's become accustomed to. He's just used to being the talent, he's even when he's being, not the talent. I just show up. Tell me what. To, put me in my spot. Tell me what to hit my mark. I'm there. You need 55 minutes of good uh, conversation. Boom. I will get you there. Don't ask me to read no names. I can't read. <laughs> All right, um, let's Aww. let's. Uh, we had a good one here. Tip of the week. Is there a tip of the week? Um, I would. I mean, shit. If you're bold, I would say if you're not bold, look at your own shit and go. Is there anything that I know is just aesthetic shit that I'm adding into my own practice that's my weird aesthetic? And like, it doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but like, just notice what am I adding into my practice that's because I think it looks cool or. Um, because it you know it feels right or it's a tick or it makes me nervous whatever um and then if you're real bold then like ask your sensei like why do we do this thing is this is there a function to this or is this because you know our teacher's teacher did that or you know i i like that idea of uh like paying attention and seeing if because there there are there are some things that feel awesome like you know yeah. there's some yeah, things that you good. do yeah. that just feel great and when you do it, you go, oh, yeah, that was that's red. True. I could have the you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in those moments, like, think about, like, what's happening and try to go, like, hmm, why, why does that feel good? What, What's the, is there a function there? Is something, you know, something happening? And on the flip side, uh, there are probably going to be moments where you're like, this is weird. Like, this is, this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like what I would want to do, norm, like, if I were just existing. Right. Uh, and when that happens, try to figure out why and see what happens. And I don't have answers for that because sometimes the answer is like, um, it's the it's the right thing to do. It feels weird for you because you've never done it that way before. Yeah. You know? So anyway, is that it? I think that's I it. so. Huh? Man. Closing this one down. Kind of a downer. I feel like we're, huh? Well, we could go another 50 minutes. I know. I don't know if it would be about Aikido or not, but no. it would be. We, whatever conversation right. kind of comes up. Different podcast. Anyway. Until next week. Until next week.